stuff that will never be in the podcast. That is correct, sir. <laughs> Good night. Unless we're making, you know, $5,000 a week each. Yep, yep. Then, then we'll you can be, break out the lost tapes. We'll be all over this mug. Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. My name is Ricky. I'm Sean. Man, why do we keep starting this podcast with dead guys? I don't I don't like it. This needs to stop. I don't know. I, breaking news has become so bad. And and lo and behold, have you noticed like two or three times we've had horrible news right before we record the podcast. We're always having to insert news. Oh wait, we got breaking news. So and so passed away. Only this time oh, it was a legend. A real legend. Like and, somebody that has affected the world. 40 years ago, and still affecting the world today. Yeah, and you know, I can't speak to the old part of it because when I was young, didn't watch it. But I can speak to the modern part because I really enjoyed the production of what has come since. You're the old school fan guy, Sean. You you do this. We, we lost George A. Romero today. The the man that introduced us to zombies. I freaking love zombies. I have books about the anatomy of zombies. One of my first gifts my wife gave me for Valentine's Day is I have a full-fledged anatomy of zombies book, and it shows the decay of a zombie and what muscles will break down first. And all this stuff that we have zombie-wise, is given to us because of George A. Romero. It, it, it all started with Night of the Living Dead, which, to watch it for, compared to, you know, even a single episode of Walking Dead that actually has zombies in it, today, w- would seem amateur hour. You know, it, when, when was that first movie? Like, 68, 69, somewhere around in there. Where, where I wanted to go with that, because, you know, whenever that first movie came out, the nerd at that time was screaming, "That's not! That's not a zombie! A zombie is a a guy that, that does that's under control of somebody from like the Jamaica area and blah blah blah." Right. You know these you are know, the serpent and the rainbow zombies. Yeah, these are ghouls. These are actually ghouls. They chew the blood. You know, George Romero created an entire genre uh, of film, and it cannot be stressed enough that there there aren't enough people in the world like George Romero that, that do this kind of thing. Um, whether it's by happenstance or by design, he made our world better in entertainment. Just look at uh, Robert Kurtman owes everything he has to George Romero. The the field of makeup in oh, general. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's multi-impact. The Walking Dead is one of the most successful comic book things ever. And it's it's all based on George. Those are George Romero zombies in The Walking Dead. I'm sorry, that's that's what they are. Whenever oh, yeah. I think of zombies, I think of Walking Dead. I think of George Romero. Uh, now, um, Day of the Dead or Dawn uh, of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, not so much. <laughs> well, well, Dawn of the Dead you. is very funny. Don't get me wrong. I love. That's one of the first zombie movies I ever watched as a young guy. Was Dawn the of the Dead, the original Dawn of the yes. Dead, which is 
pretty cheesy and pretty funny, even though there's horrible things going on to people and great, great special effects stuff happening. And you know, oh my gosh, when those movies were coming out, you know, every now and then you would have this zombie flick, and and I'm sure it was like a cult classic. People. You know, I, I wasn't around back then, so I don't know how they would gather around and go to the theaters to watch it. But I know at first, zombies weren't accepted by the public in general. You know, they they were a gross out. This is not quality movies. This is a gross out film and stuff like that. Kind of died out for a little bit. Yeah, because I can't think of that moment where, I mean, because obviously The Walking Dead pays homage to the kind of gross out thing. I think of the uh, the zombie in the well yeah. Or, or something yep. like that. Because, I mean, that was part of that genre. But, I mean, whenever zombie movies in the 80s, of course, you know, you had the 70s and, and, and when he first did Night of the Living Dead to where we were in the 80s that I remember, you know, like Newcomb High and, you know, Return of the Living Dead Part 3 to, you know, all those. You know, mm-hmm. those had the living people being torn in half and blood everywhere and, you know, just trying to get the... It's a special effects gore extravaganza, which your parents never would let you watch. I mean, it was forbidden. This was fruit of the forbidden tree that was locked away behind oh. everything. You could not get to these. So oh, yeah. It, it was super special when you got to see one. It's super gross. And, and then in 2004, we got Zack Snyder bringing it back. He's taking it back. Taking it back. No, it's okay. I'm taking it back. And we get, you know, the retelling of Dawn of the Dead. And that movie there kick-started something that the tail end is still going on today. You know, we had 28 Days Later, which is absolutely incredible. Yeah, and not the classic zombie tale, but still effective as... I would say that uh, those, even the second movie are some of the best horror movies we've gotten in the recent past. Absolutely. The the 28 days, the 28 weeks, I, I freaking love, you know, with the the virus, kind of like the, the hysteria virus or whatever, you know. And that it launched others. Like, uh, we got a remake of The Crazies that I thought was done really well. I really liked the remaking of The Crazies. The zombies in general, you know, were just blowing up. And it... It kind of got oversaturated at one point. World War but, Z? My goodness, World <laughs> War Z. I think that, honestly, uh, I believe if you look back, one of the last articles that George A. Romero put out, I remember reading a few months ago, was they were saying World War Z is what killed that. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. For me, I've read World War Z. Incredible book. Absolutely amazing stories. The movie is... 100% nothing like it. Nothing. <laughs> not a thing, not a detail, not an inkling, not an iota is the same as that awesome book compared to whatever that is World War Z was. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I, I never read the book. I actually kind of liked World War Z. I know there may be a better thing out there. I understand that, Sean. Yeah. But the movie, um, the movie by itself, not that bad. I mean, it was a different take. It's the fast zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Well, let, let's move on we, because I, we can talk about zombies forever. Yes, we rest, can. Rest, rest in peace, George Romero. You are a legend, and you've given us very much to be but, grateful for. But now, as we talk about a, a ending, let's talk about a new beginning, because 
I just a few minutes before the podcast signed up for HBO Now because there's a certain show that is returning tonight. Game of Thrones returns. Yes. What do you think we'll see tonight? Uh, some shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, our, here, here's the question. Here, here's an honest question right now before it comes out. Can you tell me two people that will be dead by the end of the season? <sighs> tell me two people. What does does already undead count? Uh, Are no, you talking about you, you two pick the perfectly living? I mean, if you want to pick the mountain, you can pick the mountain. Oh, well, yeah, I mean that's that's one of my calls. Yeah, the mount. I think the mountain story is going to be done. I think uh, his brother is going to end him this season. I mean, there's only two seasons left, so something's going to happen. Yeah, but so the so the mountains won. If you got to hold me down uh, with with a Vorpal blade or a Valerian steel. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to stay away from Starks. Somebody else can pick a Stark. I'm do- I'm done with okay. picking Starks. I'm going to say Littlefinger's going to bite it this season. Okay, so so we're going to agree. We got on a one. Deadpool. We have a Deadpool, folks. Yes, because mine were Sansa and Littlefinger. Oh, I'm going Sansa and Littlefinger will die this season. Uh, and, and and you know what? I don't care the circumstances. I'll be so glad when Littlefinger's gone. <laughs> so glad. He's such a little weasel, man. Remember, I, remember, Littlefinger is the reason we no longer have Ned Stark. Like he needed to die from the beginning. Yes, but oh, but he's the reason we won Battle of the Bastards. Like. How do you... Oh, I just can't stand him. I can't stand him. Dude, let me tell you, I I know we're already in the flow of things, but I have to tell you a strange story that happened today on social media, and uh, I was a little surprised by the result. I'm I'm in several uh, Funko groups and stuff, you know, where people buy, sell, trade, do stuff like that. And (laughs) I wake up this morning, I check Facebook. One of the first things I read is, hey, guys... Just made my first trade ever on a Funko Pop. How do I mail something? I've never been to the post office. <laughs> and I and I, I ain't gonna lie, I clicked on the profile just to look. <clears throat> he he appeared to my eye to be maybe mid to late twenties, and I just wondered, uh, is this the world we live? Like, have they not been to the post office? Is are there really people? And, and let me before we continue. The first reply, trust me, when I seen there were like 27 comments, I was like, oh, this should be good. Dude, the first person was actually very polite. They said, this is what you do. You pack it in bubble wrap. You know, you put that in a box, make sure there's paper. You fold that up, you tape it, you put a, they even did a like a screenshot of how to put addresses on there. And then they were like, they gave him the full instruction. I was like, huh, not even a troll. There, there weren't even trolls there. Somebody was being honest, but I was just blown away that somebody 20-some-odd years old had never been to the post office. That's just... Well, that's that's just like when you think about, you know, big city people who don't own cars, who've never dri- driven, and they're like 38, 40. Like, yeah. uh, uh, I was, dri- I was driving the tractor since I was like 10, what yeah. are we doing? <laughs> I remember I remember driving my grandfather's scout when I was like 10 or 11 down to feed the ducks, you know. Like Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Like I I do not own a manual shift transmission vehicle. I never have. But I know how to drive one. 
Uh, I'm on my what fourth manual. I'm on oh, my fourth manual. You know, speaking of that story, now yeah, you're a you're a you're a stick guy. Yeah. I learned now not on the farm. Uh, I will I will admit this. I didn't learn how to drive a manual transmission until Taco Bell. Yes. I learned to drive a stick in a Datsun 260Z. It was Carl Barker's. Do you remember that rusted piece of thing? Yes. Holy crap. That's, dude, you should have just asked me. You could have taken the Isuzu and <laughs> drove it around all, all over the place. Yeah, but it was like a it was like a two eighty or two sixty Z. It was it was Prowl. It was the Transformer. It's like, oh, oh yeah, God. let me drive oh, that thing. That's cool. That is, Rotary that's, engine and all. Come on. It's freaking awesome, dude. You know what else is awesome? D twenty three was this past week. Oh, or, or this past weekend, shall I say? And we got well, still going. Like this is the last day, isn't it? I think so. It's going on as we're recording. Um. We got tons of cool stuff just yesterday alone, enough to fill up quite a bit of the page of notes we have today. Um, I, I don't know if we can go through all of it, but let's hit the high points and give it you know, a quick brief talking. Uh, Will Smith as the genie in Aladdin. What, what do you think about that? As casting goes, he can do over-the-top funny. I mean, you're never... That that's your immediate problem. I mean, you're trying to compare to Rob, Robin Williams' performance, and you just can't. You can't do that. Robin Williams locked that in. Robin Williams is the genie in the Disney movie, so yeah, you've yep. just got to let that go and go on to your next guy. I mean, it it's like picking. Gosh, well, it'd be <laughs> in, like in, picking... in a related story, you know, it's like picking your favorite doctor. That's that's so, so subjective. It's your time, your specific area. <laughs> That kind of thing. Maybe maybe after the D23, let, let's just go ahead and yeah. take care of that. No, 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 yeah, I'm saying. But uh, I wanted to bring up something that is not on here. I forgot that Disney released the intro to the Big Hero 6 cartoon. Have you watched oh. that yet? No, I did not. Yeah, I'm really liking it. I, I know well, it's... There's it, going to be uh, like a, a television made for home. Yeah, television. on Disney XD, they're doing a Big Hero 6 series a lot of the voice actors have returned um, continuation you know, of the original story yes Ooh, i'm in i'm oh, in so am i i love that movie absolutely love that movie you know you talking it up is the only reason i seen it i, I really <laughs> wouldn't have, i really wouldn't have watched it because i'm not big on you know on big Hero uh, unless Jax is watching something I, i'm not big on being up to date on the most recent and Disney animation, and oh, that yeah. was really good. Yeah, it was. Uh, but you were saying, oh, looks like Michael Keaton is going to be the villain in the Dumbo movie. That's the uh, the the he's going to play the circus barker guy, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, I don't, you know, I think Have we uh, we we know he can pull off a, a villainous look. He knows how to be uh, a bad guy when he needs to be. Oh yeah. Something we're all excited for, I think we can say, is we got the concept art for Fantastic Four. Oh, <laughs> better actually, better than any Fantastic Four we've ever seen is The Incredibles. No, I'm sorry, you're wrong. The Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie I've ever seen. The, Hands the, down. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, what I I can still 
watch The Incredibles whenever it's on and have no problem with it because it's so good. Where is my super suit? <laughs> Woman! I love it. I freaking love it. It's so awesome. Um, and we found out apparently quite a bit ago, but shows you what I keep up with on news. Uh, Emily Blunt will be Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins Returns. I'm Mary freaking now, Poppins, yo! That's right. I, I had in the notes Emily Blunt is Yondu, man. Um, from what I understand, this will be Michael from the original Mary Poppins. It's going to be a, a tale or a journey with his children, uh, from what I understand. So that'll be pretty cool. But let's get down to the brass tacks. How well, monkey, I I wish we had footage. I, I honestly oh do. I yeah. uh, I like sitting here talking about it, but man, I wish I could see it. The new Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. War trailer mm. was shown, but only to people there. It has not went up online. Nobody's leaked it. And, uh, and they're saying that we may get it. We'll get it uh, when San Diego Comic-Con gets it. When Comic-Con gets it, that's when we'll get to see it. All right. Uh, well, it, it's just D23 exclusive. For this week, I know. get. I guess we can handle a breakdown of it. Gosh, dang it! Um, you know they they say it starts out with the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, flying in. They're expecting something pretty bad, and then Thor gets smashed up against the windshield, <laughs> and they're like, "Get it away!" Uh, they bring Thor in, and he doesn't know who the hell they are. And then, um, the Guardians with Thor fly to another planet, and they find massive destruction. Uh, changes to Scarlet Witch, uh, moving some cars around, uh, with a voiceover saying death follows him like a shadow. Loki emerges, presents the, uh, Terrasac to somebody who's taller than him. Cut to Queens, Peter Parker, the arms on his hair stand up. He turns around to see a spaceship flying in, uh, spider sense. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I think that was, um, pretty much a... Direct slap in the face to all of us that had <clears throat> critiqued or said anything bad about Spidey Sense, myself included. Uh, all right, Sorry I'm about- stopping. We're talking about it now. I put out very early that he 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 says he has it in Civil War. I don't okay. know. Okay. I'm good. Uh, uh, I'm good. He's I'm talking. Good. I'm good. I'm but good. no, no, no. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to to the audience. I mean, there were several people who said, you know, what's up with the Spidey sense? In Civil War, he tells Tony that his senses are cranked up to eleven. Tony throws the spider stuff at him. He catches it without even looking at it. He's got Spidey sense, just like he didn't say his uncle Ben died. We know his uncle Ben is dead. <laughs> this is true. Okay. Just come on, come on. Let's get okay. give, it the, give it the program. Okay. Um. Moving on after the Spider-Man scene. Gamora turns around in total horror, sees Thanos step through a black hole, sort of. Uh, and, doc- and this Thanos looks incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did see the the, the designs of Thanos and... Uh, the Black Order. Yeah, the Black Order, which looked Paul, amazing. What was his Proxima name? Proxima Midnight was just freaking incredible. Yeah, it all. they all looked amazing. Oh, I was so and excited. Ch- Shots of the Wakandan army with Bucky, um, Spider-Man with the new suit in Homecoming, uh, Vision behind bars, Peter Parker very hurt, saying, I'm sorry, Tony. Uh, Thanos grabs Thor's head and squeezes. 
um, in the in the oh my god moment of the trailer. Uh, Thanos using the Infinity Gauntlet tears part of a moon off and starts to throw it at somebody. So, yeah, woo! I'm yeah. ready. My body is ready. I'm ready to see it. I'm yes. just ready to watch it and dissect it, you know, 10 million times. And, and that's why I don't care to read it. I mean, this, I'm excited for. I want to see. Don't care what you say about it. I want to see it. Yep. And you know what else I want to see? What's that? I would... I want to. I want to go to Star Wars Land. Take oh, me to Star Wars Land. I would if I could go right now. I would. Oh my goodness, dude! This is. I don't know. This must be how Harry Potter fans felt when they built Diagon Alley. You know, I, I can love and respect somebody that has a passion for stuff like that. That had to be how they felt diagonally to see these. I was just like. This is Star Wars. This is going on a movie set. This looks so incredible. Like, so much fun. I've always thought, you know, my family and I, you've done it quite a bit. You've been to Disney World. We, we've never done it. We're waiting for Jax to be a couple more years older, and then I'll probably consult you on the what to do. But this pretty much confirms this needs to be something I do in the next, you know, three to five years for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there we, we life finds a way to <laughs> to quote Doctor Ian Malcolm. Uh, this yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, it would be awesome if we could do a a, a, a big family go together. That would be incredible for people that are you know veterans of going to this place and know how to get around. And oh there there are people, man. There are people who just have podcasts dedicated to every day going to Disneyland. That's. Awesome. But speaking of veterans giving knowledge to people that haven't done things maybe in a long time, you're you're playing something again. You're, well, you're playing on my stomping grounds. I'm not technically I'm not playing because my son is playing even though I have a tune. Um I've started up World of Warcraft. You know that's a that's a rabbit hole, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I've limited. My son's only played two hours and 30 minutes so far. Uh, we started him like three days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I let him, yesterday I let him uh, nail about two hours in a row. He leveled up to, I think he's level eight right now. Um, I have re-downloaded Armory, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've got a level nine uh so, you, so you're just going to stick with him the whole time at, at his pace? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a level 9 Undead Priest, um, and nice. he's got a level 8 um, <clears throat> Drain Eye Paladin. <clears throat> uh, but, but I but, told uh, you that's okay, because Alliance have been bad times. <laughs> yes, you did. That's the exact quote. I mean, I mean that, that's, that's just the way it is. When I was playing WoW, you, you played at night, because uh, that way the, the Alliance are in bed. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Horde for life. Horde for life. Um, yeah, and it's it's a very it's a it's a good experience for him, but it's very curated. I mean, he's not. Are you gonna Are you gonna let him have interactions if he gets invited to a guild? We'll see. I don't know yet. Uh, you know, whenever he hits the level, is it level ten? You can start doing instances now. Um, don't don't ask me about anything for a while, man. I've been out of the game since Cataclysm. Yeah, but um. Yeah, we're going to see how all that goes. And like I said, we've uh, I've limited instance, his time. Dude, he'll be fine in an instance. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, just, that's just, just yeah. have him 
just have him uh, have his speakers down to where it won't interfere, and you can put it so that he can still hear through his earbuds, and they can hear through the mic, and you you should be able to hear what's going on in an instance. Nobody's gonna, I don't think, run into too many bad things in instances. Just stay away from that party chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh. we're we're testing the waters, so we'll, we'll cool. see. We'll see. Is this his first MMO? Yes. Nice. I mean, hey, it's a good one. Uh, at least it's something you're familiar with, and it, it's always fun. But I tell you, I had that first, you know, that first time I went to touch the keyboard, I'm like, okay, how do I do this again? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> how do yeah. I move? What's going on? Okay, oh, I got it. It came back within two seconds, but I was like, that very right, weird moment of going like, what am I doing? My fingers are touching, I think, where they're supposed to go, but... They oh just did goodness. it automatically. I, no, I really, like, I reached for the keyboard and was watching. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, one, two, three. Okay, I, I got it. I got it. Let's talk about the next item, though. This is out of WoW. We're going moving into DC, the director for Batman, since took over for Ben Affleck, says Affleck's script is, script is out. How do you feel uh, about that? Part, I understand. New director. I need to, this to be my dream because nobody can see it like the director. You know, if this director came in and he's got a story in mind and he's got a full friggin' vision of the way he sees this thing laid out and the way he wants it played, let him go because that is what you want. You need the director to be behind the script so that, you know, he feels the passion that the script has. Part of me is sad because I really would like to see what an Affleck batman story looks like because well, i think that would have been really cool i'm not too concerned with that but i really liked the idea of deathstroke being the bad guy i don't know where that puts uh what's his face that got hired <laughs> yeah yeah is deathstroke still the bad guy yeah that's, that's kind of interesting um you know deathstroke is i mean not classic batman rogues gallery but makes Great sense story wise. Deathstroke is 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 a match for Batman. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I'm definitely down for that. Now now speaking of superheroes. Boom. Spoon. Spoon. Take take it. Dude, we're getting a tick. The tick. I freaking love tick and the trailer for Amazon's tick came out. I remember watching it when it was the pilot. This was awesome. You know, this is the way... I, I, I'm a fan of the original Tick. I love the cartoon. I freaking love the TV show. That TV show is so underrated. And I, I just can't watch that one enough. And I'm so excited for this one. Dude, I love the Tick. Freaking uh, love it. You know, I've never been... I've, I've never been a huge fan of the Tick. I did watch the Fox cartoon... I, I enjoyed it. I watched this trailer. I love Arthur. <laughs> Dude, Arthur's always awesome. Arthur has been one of the best parts, but it, it's so hilarious to watch Arthur. You know, he tries to keep the tick on course. Tick is this just this unstoppable machine. Force of nature. And, and yeah, and and Arthur's there trying to guide this friggin' hell on wheels in the right direction, and he he does a great job of doing it. I cannot wait for the show. I cannot wait. 
Um, what I can't wait for is a couple more Marvel movies. Now, let me talk to you about one in particular, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, Ant-Man... Ant-Man was, I think, the last movie we go, can Marvel do this? I think we're done with that part of it. I think yeah. nobody's going to ask that anymore. Doctor Strange, nope, didn't ask that question. We're on to Infinity War, we're on to Ant-Man 2, we're on to yeah. Black Panther. Guys, I think we're done asking the question, can Marvel pull this off? Well, I mean, I mean, the only two big things that when this was all laid out and was just uh, an idea that you know fans had put together oh this is going to lead to infinity war and we're going to get all these and these and these the two big ones were ant-man and guardians of the galaxy and both of those are a resounding yes they are amazing yeah they and there was good. there was a little rumbling with doctor strange but you know benedict cumberbatch come on what what are you you're fine. Awesome. Everything's going to be fine. But I wanted to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp because they very recently put out a casting call for uh, Dr. Bill Foster, the Goliath. Nice. And, uh, you know, very recently, the Goliath was in play until uh, Civil War, the original Civil War, where uh, Android Thor put a, put, a, put a hole through his chest and killed him. But uh, I liked Bill Foster. Uh, John Burns' first run with Marvel in Champions had uh, Giant Man, and uh, that was absolutely great. One of my favorite characters from the comics. You know, there have been several, like Hawkeye was a Giant Man at one time. Uh, then Bill Foster became Goliath. I I'm, I'm excited to see this. And we, we, got, we got Giant Man in Civil War, but Scott Lang is Ant-Man. He needs to stay Ant-Man. They want to see that trick again. I say that's fine. Pull in Goliath. This will be amazing. I love it. Absolutely, dude. That is awesome. And but now also in the in all the hubbub, uh, Jessica Jones. It looks like they put out a act uh, a question for or a casting call for a streetwise nurse Ingrid character. Trade notes potentially being the code name for Daredevil villain. Typhoid Mary. Oh, really? Absolutely. Now, uh, Typhoid Mary had powers. She was a uh, she had a, a multiple personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder, as it's correctly called. Um, she actually had her her evil quote unquote evil side. Actually had psychic powers, and she has multiple personalities and was prone to violence. Her regular personality was very sweet and loving and friends with. Uh, 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 Daredevil, but had this other side of her. So that that could be very interesting. But she's showing up in Jessica Jones instead of Daredevil. That's cool. And, and isn't Typhoid Mary also Luke Cage, right? I don't know if she ever appeared in Luke Cage or not. Okay. I was thinking Typhoid Mary. Maybe not. Maybe not. I was thinking something else. But, dude, I, I'm just excited for the Netflix Marvel series to begin. You know, <clears throat> I really enjoy those. Those are some of my favorites. Um, I, I, we've went back and re rewatched uh, season two of Daredevil just the other day. And it was so good. Like it was awesome. 
I just wanted to mention a couple more things before we move on. Uh, Christopher Nolan expressed interest in doing a Bond movie. I'm all for that. Christopher Nolan is a great director. Um, You know, I think, like I've said before, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, I think, is a misstep. But other than that, he he does great movies. Yeah. That'd be be amazing. Um, San Diego Comic-Con revealed a bunch of toys. Guys, you can go out and search, just search San Diego Comic-Con 2017 toys. There's some amazing stuff out there. There's a Revolution box set um, that has... Uh, Hasbro's properties they're pushing the uh, the uh, uh, Rom the Space Knight figure in GI Joe size absolutely that um, awesome. uh, a few more GI Joes a mask figure Matt Tracker himself with Matt with his mask uh, there's some Micronauts mini size there's a Jetfire without the stupid chrome they put on the public the uh, uh, retail release pissing oh me goodness. off uh, there's uh-huh. a and I did want to okay so. Sean, you are old enough to remember when these things were still around. Do you remember, like, the Star Wars vans people would bring to car shows that had the art on the side and everything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, they're they're putting out a Darth Vader Hindelbrandt figure that's done in the style of, like, on those vans, that's whose art they were doing, was one of the Hindelbrandts who did a famous Star Wars cover. Uh, the thing looks amazing. Search that out. It, I absolutely want this figure. I'm not going to pay San Diego Comic Con prices for it, but I would have it if I found it somewhere. Um, Usagi, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was just going to say, you know that that's been the thing lately with all these exclusive toys. Is we all want them, and exclusive toys have a positive and a negative. Like it, it's really sad that we can't all have them at a reasonable price. Oh yeah, know. see what well, my my thing on that is, you know, don't don't make something exclusive that everybody should have. Like if you if you have like a like the worst example would be like if you had an Optimus Prime that everybody can get and then the Megatron is only sold at one place and there's only 1500 of them made. What are you doing? No. I mean, like, have a color variant of something that appeared one time as an exclusive that people want. Absolutely. Um, You know, Transformers has that stuff all the time. If you look at the e-hobby figures they did uh, years ago, uh, they did it perfectly. Like, they have... So, public release was, like, uh, a grapple mainline figure. You know, everybody could get... And then eHobby did a hauler, a green version of it, a character that only appeared in one episode, one show, never transformed, but it was the same model. It was a it was a color design, right? You know, Ugh. and no nobody would want that except for hardcore people who want that. That's yeah. perf- that's perfectly yeah. fine. But don't put something everybody wants in an exclusive set. Oh yeah, you're pissing people off. I, I'm, um, I'm staying clear of the uh, San Diego Comic Con Funko Pops because I want them all. I <laughs> See, want them now all. I put that on here to discuss, but uh, I guess that's. But no, we are going to discuss one more thing. Uh, there's okay. There's a Transformers uh, Black version Optimus Prime that has a skateboard set. I'm going to skip over that. You can go out and what? see that. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's that a sounds fun- so cool. Uh, well, there's a, okay. So there was a Power Master Optimus Prime that came out recently. They're doing an all black and gold version of it that's promoted by Primitive Skateboards. It's got a little hand skateboard thing ramp that goes with it. That is awesome. Ah, don't even get me started. There's Voltron. Uh, there are pops that you said you're not. You just want them all, so that we're going to skip that. But they're also doing a hot a Hot Wheels Spider Mobile, which everybody wants. And yeah. an exclusive version of the Spider Mobile, Deadpool taking over the card, and it's Deadpool Mobile. You have a one in five chance of getting the Deadpool. They're blind bagged at the convention. For every one, um, for every five Spider Mobiles, one of them will be the actual Deadpool version. That is going to be insane. Hey, do you think at, at you know a convention full of nerds? If, like, there's alpha nerds that go around beating up the lesser nerds, give me your Deadpool. Punk, you know, I don't know how this goes normally, but this is how it's going today. <laughs> anyway, oh. I, th- I thought you'd like that one. But, uh, oh yeah, that's, that's as close. You know, look up, go look up uh, San Diego Comic-Con Toys. It's out there. Uh, really fun to look at. Some interesting stuff. You know, give us some feedback on what you like, what you don't like. Um, I did want to mention that news came out that Hellboy, the reboot we're getting, was going to be Hellboy 3 anyway without Ron Perlman, but they right. they went ahead and changed their mind and thought, we can we can do it differently. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. You know, if you try Absolutely. to continue a story without Ron Perlman, let's just reboot it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely. Now, oh. Sean... I did put the announcement about Guardians 2, uh, its digital and Blu-ray release. Um, what do you want to talk about on this list? Dude, I, I can't wait to get Guardians 2. Like, I, I just want to watch it again. Michelle hasn't seen it, and it's getting to the point that I've told her I want her to see it. I want her to see it to the point that I don't think she wants to see it anymore <laughs> because I've told her I want her to see it so much. I'll be like... Oh man, you gotta talk. This, I, I'm serious. Guardians well, now, two is up there. Well, that's what you've got to double down and keep going until she's back around to wanting to see it again. I mean, that's yeah, how no, you do I just it. Keep on pushing. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited for this friggin' movie. This uh, is definitely this could be be up there. I mean, in my list of favorite Marvel movies, I think it's Winter Soldier and then Guardians two. Yeah, digital. I, I friggin' love. Digital release August eighth, uh, uh, Blu-ray and other versions on the twenty-second. Yeah, I'll just get digital. Yeah, uh, I'll get Blu-ray. I, I know you like physical copies, man. I just don't need the clutter. I don't have place to put stuff, so I just go digital and keep it lightweight. True. A uh, bunch of stuff on there. They're making a new seventies uh, 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 disco inferno's type video with david hasselhoff for the song that's on there a gag reel which i think is redundant because they just said that's what they're doing um four deleted scenes audio commentary you know standard fare but can't wait oh i can't wait i will watch that whole commentary with james gunn that that will happen absolutely so local hall i got nothing this week i had just a crazy busy week and i just don't have time to go anywhere right now. You are killing me, Smalls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Trust me. Trust me. Given the opportunity, I would jump at the chance to go to a comic book store, but that is just not feasible at this time. 
Um, I went to um uh, where I work. There's a Hobby Lobby right behind me. I know Hobby Lobby is an odd thing to talk about on this podcast, but I- I'm getting there. Let me work it. Um, every now and then, Hobby Lobby has Transformers uh, home interior stuff, and I don't mean like a pattern curtain or something. I mean they have actual <laughs> cool like metal tin signs. Like I've got several G1 box art, you know, like uh, uh, 12 to 18 inch metal signs of the G1 box art printed. Um, they had a, uh, I've gotten one of these already, which I've discussed, is a Optimus Prime uh, rectangle, a blueprint. And then these are getting popular right now. A, it has a blueprint of Optimus Prime, and then it has a, uh, artwork done by friend of the podcast, Marcelo Matire, uh, who I contacted. He said, yep, he did both of those. And the Bumblebee that I got at Hobby Lobby this week, also done by him. Um, absolutely great. Love these things. Uh, I also found and called friend of the podcast, Joe, and he came and got the other one, a metal uh, light cover featuring Optimus Prime, G1, of course. Um, and also, I went by Walmart, and I picked up uh, X-Men Prime on the Walmart comics packs. You know, Walmart has comics packs uh, up by the registers now, uh, both yeah. DC and Marvel. I went ahead and took a chance, and I, I liked it. I came out with three okay comics. So, nice. you know, newer stuff, I'm, I'm not so good on because we're not following as much these days. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the older stuff. But it, it worked out okay. I, I liked it. That's awesome. Glad one of us is able to get out and get something today. Um, now, dude, I got a question for you. In our Lost in Time segment, um, we, we discussed stuff we don't have today. Maybe you can point me in the right, right direction. Do we not have an anthology horror show going on right now? That's, absolutely we do. We that, I mean, because... I used to love Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt, Tales of from the Dark Side. Where where do I go today? Because I don't know. Black Mirror. Okay, I've watched two or three episodes of Black Mirror, and I really enjoyed it. So you you are like full on. You love love Black Mirror. From what I've seen of it, yes, it's right up my alley. I cannot watch. A lot of it, due to young mm-hmm. eyes being around, that first episode yeah. will turn somebody into a psycho killer at, a, at too young of an age. But uh, that show is great. Uh, absolutely great. And See, and it is in the vein of exactly what you're talking about here. Now, I'm going to say Lost in Time, my version of that would be Freddy's Nightmares. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember that. Um, that was awesome. I've uh, speaking back to Black Mirror. I've only seen one episode. I clicked on it just to see, you know, I'll watch an episode. Go, and it just so happened I watched season three, episode one, and it was awesome. Yeah, there's a this show. um, Like I've said, even though I haven't watched a lot of it, there are people already three seasons in going. Here's the show you need to watch. Episode so and so of season so and so, and that's exactly the way people talked about Twilight Zone. Absolutely. I know... Time enough at last. Terror yeah. at what, a thousand feet or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it's just... That, that, that's good. That's good that uh, 
because I wanted to start Black Mirror again and catch back up and watch everything that I haven't watched. So I'll give that a try. Um, do you have any other Lost in Time? I do, man. Everybody back in the day, and I mean back in the day, when we were six, seven, eight years old, man, we had toy boxes. Nobody yeah. has toy boxes. What happened? I mean, like I had a a white, like He-Man themed toy box. It was huge. You know, it was huge, wasn't it? <laughs> it had sliding doors. You know, the two the two doors that slid over each other one way or the other way. You know, and, and throw all the clean up your room. <laughs> all the toys went in the toy box. <laughs> oh yeah. I believe mine and my brothers, we both shared one, and it was big enough that we could, like, climb down in it, and it had a lid that, like, folded over, and we could climb down in it. And go to sleep. I, I yeah. know I've woken up in the toy box before. Oh, yeah. We uh, we ordered a uh, toy box for Jax. That thing is the most worthless thing we have. It it, it holds maybe four toys, and it's full. <laughs> It, it is it is horrible thing. I, I I totally agree with you. After having kids and looking on Amazon, even you know you you look the searches of the internet. Where are the toy boxes that we had as kids? I, I'm with you. Can't find it. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, you know, moving to have you seen it, Sean? I I envy you so much right now, <laughs> dude. Uh, my have you seen it? I am continually continuing to see it is I'm on episode seven of season one of Twin Peaks. Mm. Oh my goodness. I can see, I, I, you know, when Michelle and I said, we're going to watch this, we're, we're both David Lynch fans. We, we both, you know, enjoy David Lynch's, Strange writing, his strange direction. Uh, it, it's so good. I want to know who killed Laura Palmer so friggin' bad. And Agent Cooper is just so awesome. Uh, Sheriff Harry S. Truman is my one of my favorites. But they've got all these uniquely awesome characters. And the amount of overacting... Is just flat out awesome. Every scene is just, if there's crying involved, it is just a breakdown, just a sobbing mess. If there's anger, it is the grit your teeth, slobber flying everywhere, anger. Like, this show is so well acted. It's so well directed, and I can't wait to continue watching it. Um, if you haven't watched Twin Peaks, or if you have and you're a fan, get with me. Hit me up on social media. Uh, we're watching on Netflix right now, and we're trying to watch, you know, at least a couple episodes a night, and it is awesome. Absolutely. Uh, gosh, dang it. Wrapped in plastic. <laughs> That's a damn fine cup of coffee. Oh, oh that goodness. show is so classic. Yes, it's so good. And I know we've talked about it. And that's what finally pushed me was, you know, Rick and I have mentioned Twin Peaks two or three times. I need to do this. This is something I need to do. I cannot be a podcaster that talks about the stuff I discuss and have not watched Twin Peaks when I know I love David Lynch stuff. So let me tell you, I I'm in for the ride. Let's go. Wonderful. Let me, let me talk about something. 
So there were shows when you were little that mm-hmm. you, you enjoyed, and then there were shows your parents watched that you didn't enjoy. But you watched them because <laughs> you, didn't... you wanted to watch TV. Exactly. You wanted to be with the family and stuff like that. Well, yeah. there was one special show whenever I was young um, that was in the realm of, you know, like MASH. Uh, MASH oh. was a show you could watch, you get the funny, because the, mm-hmm. those guys were just funny and you could laugh. You didn't know what you were laughing at, or you didn't know the impact of what they were doing. Um, but, and MASH is not my recommendation, by the way. Um, I love MASH. I love me that. too. All in the Family. Oh, yeah. Sean, do you remember All in the Family? Yeah, I loved All in the Family, man. That's so, good, All in the show. Family, you know, starred this crotchety old guy and his hippie son. And, uh, well, a hippie, I guess, son-in-law, which, of course, is a great direct Rob Reiner, <laughs> meathead. Yep. And uh, I appreciate this show uh, informed a lot of my opinions I have today. Um, it it attacked social issues in a way that was very just on the front end, very open, very matter of fact, and approached it with comedy. And I don't, I I can't tell you why this clicked with me whenever I was young. And of course, these were reruns of, of those shows. You know, my time of watching a new show related to this, and I'm going to talk about this, would be The Jeffersons, uh, mm-hmm. because The Jeffersons spun directly out of uh, All in the Family. But I related to this guy complaining about all this stuff around him. He didn't understand what what was changing, why it was changing, uh, you know, what he was ignorant about and what he learned I remember, I remember the episode, uh, there was a, and this never made sense to me, and it could have been this show, but there was an episode where him and like a neighbor guy were in a bank and the bank was being robbed or something like that. And he made a, a, a Polish joke, you know, a Polak joke, which you don't, you don't hear these days, but we're still around whenever I was, I was younger. Mm-hmm. And that's a derogatory thing to say. Well, the other guy, you know, told him, I- I'm I'm Polish. And that's always stuck with me. I I, I don't know why. I mean, that has no, no relevance to anything whatsoever. I don't, I live in the middle of Arkansas. I don't know anybody different than me, you know. Right. But those kind of lessons from that show just always had me thinking. This show informed a lot of how I think today. Um, and like, just like the Jefferson stuff, just like, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, politically slanted one way or another, but I'm saying this show made me think a lot and I really respect it for that. And also the funniest thing about the show was it had so many spinoffs. Like, so the show Maud, which starred B. B. Arthur came from that show. Good times spun out of that. The Jeffersons spun out of that, which the Jeffersons, I loved the Jeffersons. Dude, do you remember uh, out of that came 227? 227. Uh, yeah, 227 was a comedy about Marla Gibbs and her family. Yeah, I, I know that one. loved 227. Uh, Checking In was spun out of the Jeffersons. A Gloria, Archie Bunker's Place, 704, oh, yeah. 704 Haw- Hawyer, uh, which is the house number. Uh, 
it, it was a really impactful cultural thing for me to watch this show. Um, yeah. Learned a lot. I, and, and I think it's worth a watch. I mean, the things they were doing at this time in TV, I don't know how this show got made because it was so controversial and subversive, the, uh, the stuff they were tackling. You know, I don't know if you could make that show in today's political environment. It would definitely be interesting to yeah. see that happen. Um, but <clears throat> if, here we if, go. If here we go. Here we go. Don't see it. And and this really is a very one-sided don't see it because my don't see it was told to me by none other than Ricky himself. <laughs> and it, it's a very new movie. It's very new. And we're going to give it a review slash discussion and I have a few things to say, but what we're talking about is Netflix came out with a new movie called To the Bone. And this movie discusses people that have really horrible life-changing, life-crippling eating disorders, such as anorexia or bulimia. And... He told me to watch it. He said me and my wife would enjoy it. I did not. I was half right. <laughs> uh, my wife enjoyed it. Yes, my wife enjoyed the movie. And I did not. Um, because it's relatively new, I'll try to stay spoiler free. But this is... it. There's nothing wrong with the story of the movie. That's what I was telling my wife. Well, movies, like, before movies you... like this are a human, you know, a, a spiritual triumph movie. Movies where you show that no matter how beaten down, no matter how kicked a human being can be, we all have that ability to, you know, find a light in the darkness and push through adversity and come out healthier and better people on the other side. It, it, it's just, it, it's like I told Michelle, the story has been told a thousand times, millions of times. It's the story about how you get to that light at the end of the tunnel that can be entertaining. And for me, this was not relatively entertaining. I'm sorry. I can I see that. I can see it. I mean, the, the the worst thing I had about it was how the ending just stops and doesn't tell you any more about what happened. Yeah, but, I mean that's just uh. you you kind of know. But you know, like I I texted you about Rick. You know, if for me when it comes to human spiritual triumph movies, I think of Rocky. I think of We Are Marshall. I think of, you know... Uh, Sports-related. Yes, I get it. I, I'm a sports guy, yeah. But, but you know, that, it's not just sports stuff. Uh, if anybody's ever watched, you know... I'm trying to think of animes that, you know, where, where there was... Somebody was, you know... Neon Genesis Evangelion has that light at the end of the tunnel. You know, the, the, the awakening of... This is okay. I can accept this. This is the way life is. I have to accept it because that's the way it is. Stop fighting it. Move on. You know. And that it's the story 
of how to get that way. And I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad because to somebody else, to somebody that has this issue, this this could be a great movie to them. This could be something that speaks volumes to them because they can relate. It, it's not relatable material to me. So, but, but uh, I just thought it was funny that my don't see it. It was recommended to me by the man on the other side of the microphone. Yeah, well, I mean, I can, I, I see my mistake. You know, I'm, I'm more of an empathetic person. So, I mean, I mean, not saying that's a detriment to Sean. Sean, <laughs> Sean is not an empath. He wants people to understand his point of view because he is correct. I mean, it's just the it's way true. it works. <laughs> Uh, hey, I, absolutely, one hundred percent correct. I own that, man. I, I know it. it. I know it. Look, I'm a I'm a very logical person. I like science. I like math. I like numbers. Well, hey, numbers, don't put me on no, the other side of that. No, 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 I love not, those I'm things not. as well. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Never mind. That that was the wrong way to go about it. But, but I'm just saying. When, when, when you, I'm just speaking on my own self in general, when I have the numbers on my side and I know it, I'm not afraid to be just come off as a total jerk sometimes. <laughs> I know I do that because I'm right. <laughs> right. I mean, it breaks, it's just difference of opinions. I and Sean's wife both like the movie. So, I mean, yes. that's, that's where that is. I mean, I'm not a girl where Sean would make that a logical assumption that I am a girl, but I am not. So, like, oh, he likes chick flicks, huh? <laughs> I told you what I say. I was like, you made me sit through this lifetime movie. <laughs> oh, oh, but anyway, uh, oh. my 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 have you seen it was all in the family, so not not to the bone. I didn't recommend no. it to the to the public, so I'm good. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, and if. That's cool. On to end on that, we will say once again we like to remind everybody well, okay. that September 9th and 10th, Arkansas Comic Con State Convention Center on the 9th at 11:30 in one of the panel rooms. Be there. I don't know where we'll be, but we will be there, and we need to pack that out. Let's get tons of people there. Um, if you are local and you listen to this. Will would love to see you there. We'd love to meet you there. It will be so much fun. Uh, you can find me on social media on Twitter at Maynard98. You can find both of us on Twitter at Not So Southern G's. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky Westbrook. You can search Not So Southern Gentlemen on Facebook. Give that Facebook a like. Share it with your friends. Tell them about it. We uh, have absolutely in love. The amount of listens we've got recently and all the interaction. We thank you, each and every one. As always, for Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm Ricky. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>